Hello and welcome to the Postmonial Podcast. This is Harrison, and this is podcast number 11. So this is going to be somewhat of a spontaneous podcast. Uh, I've been podcasting more or less for the last maybe 20, 30 minutes, and I've deleted everything because I've kind of rambled, but I think I have really narrowed down what I'm going to try and talk about and just just get it out there. It's going to be imperfect, but these are just some ideas I've been thinking about quite a bit. And as an 18-year-old, and I imagine other 18-year-olds spend some amount of time thinking about this, uh, I, I think a lot about who do I want to be what kind of life do I want to build for myself? Where do I want to be? How do I want to exist in the world? Uh, you know, and this isn't necessarily a specific time frame, but just in the spirit of trying to kind of improve and gradually work towards a place or move towards a place worth going? And and it is kind of a difficult question. I've been trying to think about different ways to think about the answer to this question, right? You know, who do I want to be? That is a broad thing. It's a broad concept, who you are, because so much goes into who you are, right? And... I listen to a lot of people and they uh, talk about how to get closer to this place we're all trying to be. That is who we want to be. And it's not like that's a distinct point on a map that you can work towards. Like You have to kind of gradually discover as well who you want to be as well as work towards it, which makes it all the more difficult. But... I listen to a lot of people that more or less market things and ideas to get to this place. Sam Harris talks about meditation. I listen to him a lot. Jordan Peterson, he wrote a book, 12 Rules for Life, gives some really good guidelines on how to live your life. Uh, Jocko Willink, Navy SEAL, Meathead, just kind of really talks about being aggressive and not making excuses for yourself and just doing things which is which is kind of an underrated part of doing things like you can plan for things only so far like you just you do want to make a plan but you also just want to do the thing I, I've listened to a lot of people talk about these sorts of things and, and that is in part why I think about it I think quite a bit and one idea that has popped into my head is what I'm going to call the rule of opposites. I've heard this rule talked about in other facets of life, uh, but not this specifically, although I think Jordan Peterson has capitulated this idea in some form or another, just maybe not with the title of the rule of opposites. But essentially, it, this idea goes something like this. And I'm open to 
the fact that this idea might be a little simplistic, but I think there is value in it. Uh, but it goes like this. You, you essentially want to lay out two distinct possibilities for yourself when thinking about who do you want to be, right? And it should be something fairly specific. And you want to think about that thing, and then you want to write out what would be more or less ideal, something that is optimistic but also realistic, and then think about the opposite end of the spectrum. What would happen in me trying to get to this point? Uh, what would happen if I, what would I have to do to end up in the worst possible place in that regard? And, and what would that place be? Uh, that's something you should think about first. What is that place? And then you can have a better understanding of how you might get to that place. Uh, but I'm going to illustrate an example and this is something very specific to me, uh, something I spend quite a bit of time thinking about, that is phone use. You know, I am horrified by how much I use my phone, and there is the issue of just individual choice, and I'm, I'm working on it quite a bit, but these things are incredibly addictive. The people who design them, maybe addictive isn't the word, but the people who are designing them are really, they have really mastered the art of capturing your attention and keeping it. And uh, I, I've thought about it, and I don't want to have my attention captured in this domain, especially not as much as it is, and especially not as much as how, especially not as much as the people who are designing the phones want my attention to be caught there in everyone's attention and, and I'm not you know too pessimistic about how bad this is like I don't think it's the end of the world but I think it's just not a good thing and it's needlessly causing harm uh, to some extent and of course individual choice is relevant here but nonetheless people use their phones a lot and I don't want to be the person that is on my phone all the time I don't want to be spending four or five hours on my phone every day which some days I, I spend four hours on my phone. Uh, I, I genuinely don't want to be that person. I want to be a person who is engaged in the real world, someone who reads books, someone who forms meaningful relationships, uh, in, in person relationships, not via texting or, or not relationships that are kind of dependent on this phone that take out a lot of the necessary just physical proximity the idea just physical proximity it it takes it that need out and i think that is somewhat damaging again i'm not too masochistic about this uh, but I don't want to be the kind of person that spends a lot of time on my phone to the exclusion of everything else I could be doing, which is a lot of more productive things. And thinking about it in this way, so what are the two opposites or the two distinct possibilities? It's like, well, in the best case scenario, I think I use my phone for productive things like listening to podcasts, maybe watching the occasional, some YouTube videos, checking the news, minimal social media use. I'm not saying I don't want to use social media, because I do, 
and I'm not denying the upside of it. I'm just pointing out that this negative, when I talk about phones, that this negative facet of phone use exists. Um, that That is ideally who I'd want to be. Someone, you know, maybe use my phone 30 minutes a day, 45 minutes a day tops, maybe an hour on a bad day. And then who do I not want to be? That That's who I want to be uh, in regards to my phone use. And the person I don't want to be, again, is the person who uses my phone four or five hours a day uh, and is just kind of numb from this dopamine-driven feedback loop. And someone who has just their general productivity hindered by... Uh, just by virtue of the fact that their attention is caught up in the use of your phone, which just really I don't see that leading a place worth going, right? And what this kind of rule of opposites does is it, it, it sets some sort of path uh, not necessarily a rigid path, but it, it just sets out two distinct possibilities. It gives you something to run from, something to, to run towards. And just having thought about the two distinct possibilities uh, can help you, I I would imagine, plan and, and foresee, or at least notice when you are heading in the direction of either of those possibilities, and, and that is in instances you may not have otherwise noticed. You might have otherwise just brushed it off or kind of denied it or, or just not simply not even notice. If you, hadn't, if you hadn't thought about the possibilities, you might not even notice. Uh, th- that is just one thing, and that is a very specific example to me. And, and there are really an infinite amount of variables in your life that you can think about this. Uh, just to give what are some other examples. I could give a more broad example. Uh, this comes straight from Jordan Peterson's book, 12 Rules for Life. One of the rules is, and it really is probably my favorite rule, or at least one of my top two or three favorite rules of the 12, is pursue what is meaningful, not expedient. And essentially what that means is <clears throat> don't pursue things that are convenient don't pursue things that are easy and kind of quick pleasure and that just have an immediate, serve an immediate purpose, I guess, or immediate pleasure. Pursue things that are difficult. Pursue things that might not necessarily make your life better right this second, but will make your life better, you know, some amount of time down the line, and it actually will make your life a lot better. So, so what are some expedient pleasures? And this is something you can uh, think about. In a, this is a much more broad way to think about this. What are some expedient pleasures? Well, alcohol is an expedient pleasure. It makes you feel really good now, right? But but it's not actually good for you in the long run. It feels good now. It's not going to feel good tomorrow, and it's not good for you 10 years from now. Uh Drugs are a form of expedient pleasure. And I mean, even more trivial things are expedient. Uh, Take the example of 
sitting on your couch and eating chip eating chips and junk food and watching television all day or whatever watching Netflix all day that is an expedient pleasure it it makes you feel really good right now and I'm not saying you shouldn't have expedient pleasures because we all need these in our lives it's just to the extent that you want them in your lives you don't want to be watching Netflix and eating chips all day you don't want to fill your life with purely expedient pleasures because you will get fat and you won't learn anything and and that that's clear and uh, so this is i guess sort of a false dichotomy it's not one or the other it's just a balance but i i want to be someone who i don't want to be someone who gives into expedient pleasures all the time i want to be someone who uh, enjoys the fruits of expedient pleasures in a healthy way but I do want to work towards a place where I am spending more of my time pursuing something meaningful. And I guess uh, what is meant by meaningful, again, is something that doesn't serve like an obvious function in making your life more pleasurable right now. So going to the gym... Although I guess you could view that in the light of being empty, like, oh, you want to go to the gym and look better and have a nice body, that that's, seems pretty empty. But it really isn't, because going to the gym is something that is genuinely healthy, but going to the gym isn't necessarily fun. I guess some people enjoy it. It isn't necessarily fun. It's hard. It, it does make you feel better after, but it doesn't really just make you feel good right away. Like, you need to go and be there for 45 minutes, an hour, hour and a half, and then you go home and maybe you get kind of sore, and you do feel better after, but it takes some amount of effort, right? And that is kind of the micro scale of something meaningful. Like, doing meaningful work would be getting a job and doing it because you really love the job, and it not makes you happy in the sense that you're going and just feeling happy the whole time while you're doing it but 10 years down the line if you do this job it will get to wherever it goes and you'll look back on those 10 years and you will be glad that you sacrificed you know your time and energy and out of it came something better than what initially went into it, right? That is a meaningful endeavor, and and meaningful things are really what make life worth living. I really, genuinely believe that, and and I feel lucky to have stumbled upon Jordan Peterson and come to know that because it it does kind of make doing those difficult things that aren't fun right away and aren't pleasurable right away. It makes them. I guess it makes them easier and you know if you're aggressive in doing those things and you really attack those things it doesn't have to be that bad in the in the moment of doing things that are difficult because you'll realize that and and even if it's something that doesn't have a clear end game like writing what does writing like a journal 
that serves no obvious function for you 10 years down the line. What are you going to do with your journal 10 years down the line, right? And, and that's what some people might say, like, what are you doing? Um, but in doing it, and it is a difficult thing to do, you are refining your thoughts. You are just practicing articulation or articulating your thoughts and, and becoming, uh, in, in principle or in theory, you're becoming more articulate. You are learning about yourself. And it isn't clear when that will become useful, but think about two different people here. And you can think about this in the rule, in the, in this light of two distinct possibilities or the rule of opposites. Who is someone, which one of these people would you rather be? Would you rather be someone who kept a journal and grew to understand themselves more and know more about what they want and who they are and what kind of people they want in their lives? Or do you want to be the person who didn't journal and i'm not saying if you didn't journal like oh no you're screwed i'm just saying because i know there are people who would come down on journaling as a a meaningful thing to do kind of hard but i'm just trying to illustrate the point i'm not ripping you if you don't journal Uh, but do you want to be the person would you rather be the person that didn't journal that has less of an understanding of themselves than they they would have if they had journaled they, they don't really know what kind of people they want in their lives. They don't really, they aren't as articulate. They can't, they can't write down their thoughts or even understand their emotions because they just haven't thought about it, right? That, that is something that is meaningful. And again, it serves no immediate function. And I guess it may be it, or immediate purpose in making your life better. And I guess it kind of, in some sense, does because you do it and you feel good after. But it is hard. It is hard to write out your thoughts. It is ri- hard to write out how you're feeling. But, but in the end, you will, you will almost certainly not regret doing that thing. <clears throat> and then you look at something like an expedient thing, and it doesn't even have to be uh, like an action it can be antithetical to an action so uh, one thing that has kind of stuck with me and this goes back to going to the gym it's like you will never regret going to the gym or you will rarely regret going to the gym right but let's say you don't go to the gym and I'm not trying to be too hard on you if you have just decided not to go to the gym one day or another because I I do that all the time. It happens. But if you think about it in this way, you can at least minimize the amount of times you just don't go to the gym because you don't feel like it, right? <clears throat> so this is, this is antithetical to an action. It's not an action. It's inaction, which is in and of itself an action and a decision, but to not go to the gym, right? <clears throat> You're going to maybe... Feel you you probably feel pretty good about it. it. You maybe regret not going to the gym a little bit in the moment, but it's like, oh, I'm going to sit on the couch, I'm going to relax, eat some food, 
It'll be great. And you're going to feel better. You're going to feel better right now. And then in the coming 30, 45 minutes, right, you're going to feel better sitting on the couch, laying down, eating chips, and it's going to feel pretty nice. There's no doubt about it. But what about after, maybe a little farther down the line, 30 minutes from now, an hour from now, uh, not 30 minutes from now, because that's when you'd be at the gym, two hours from now, the next day, a month from now. Would you look back on that moment, that, that period of time, and what you spent doing in that time, sitting on the couch, relaxing, eating chips, not to say that you should never relax or eat chips, but I'm just saying you won't look back on that as serving really any value, and, and it doesn't serve any value. It, it likely hinders you from getting to a place that you want to be, which would probably be like being healthy and looking better and feeling better. <clears throat> Instead, maybe if you get in the business of pursuing this expedient pleasure all the time, uh, you're gaining a little weight, you're not feeling as good throughout the day, you're going to crash because you're eating probably too much carbohydrates. <clears throat> and if you if you really just give in to this novelty more or less, because that's really what it is, it is a novelty. This is not something you want to do with your time all the time. Uh, you will You will be sick. It will make you physically sick. Novelty or expediency makes you sick if you pursue it too much and you indulge in it too much. And I, I think that is really, it really captures what, what this phrase means. You know, pursue what is meaningful, not expedient. You can think about it as novelty. And, and that's kind of an area of, or another f- way you can <clears throat> write out two distinct possibilities. And today I've been kind of, I've been kind of stuttering today, which is a bit strange for me. I haven't been, or I haven't been as articulate as I'd like to be. I've been kind of biting my tongue, or at least not speaking as well as I think I normally do. Um, and just thought I'd point that out. I think, and I honestly think it's, because I'm on my phone too much. And I notice this with myself. And I, I really, I am convinced that if you spend too much time on your phone, it kind of can make you a little anxious. You kind of, your attention is a bit more divided. And and for me, I mean, really the, the nail on the head here is, I think it does kind of make me more anxious. So I'm giving in to that that quick hit of dopamine for the long-term detriment of being maybe a little more anxious than I otherwise would have been. And even if it's just a little bit, the, the quality of my life, could I could be making it worse than it otherwise would be if I just didn't use my phone so damn much. And th- there are all sorts of these things in our lives. And I guess, you know, I... 
I don't want to be spending so much time thinking about this that it's hindering me from doing anything. And that is that is also a possibility. And again, I can I can think about it in this way. So it's like I I want to be the kind of person that that notices my faults and, and flaws and can fix them in a healthy way. And then what would the opposite of that be? It would be I spend most of my waking hours thinking about how shitty I am and about all the bad things that I do and all the things that I do that are less than ideal that consumes my time and I go crazy because of it. And it totally hinders me from doing things I'd really like to do. <clears throat> so, I mean, that is just, this is how I'm, I'm thinking about it. And this is really me just thinking out loud. I'm not saying anything too conclusive because this is a simplistic view of it, right? And I can kind of make a plan out of thinking about those distinct possibilities. But it can't be too rigid of a plan. It can't be necessarily, I guess in some instances it could be, but it can't necessarily just be a hard plan. Because the plan you make the first time probably won't be a good one. It probably won't be the plan that gets you to where you want to be should you get there. But that plan will evolve. And I imagine kind of looking at this through the lens of rather than a a path for yourself, a, a framework. Like you build this framework for yourself and you head into the the storm, I suppose. I guess you could say it that way. You head into the storm and because things are come that are unexpected, life is unexpected, even as someone who's lived a fairly sheltered life. I mean, insofar as I, I just, I don't have much to worry about. I have a very good life. <clears throat> even in this really um, fortunate life I live, Things come unexpectedly. The best things that have happened to me have pretty much come unexpectedly and really unplanned for. <clears throat> and having kind of a framework and a, I guess, conceptual self that I've built to deal with those things, good and bad, those spontaneous things, I've gotten the best things uh, out of my life that have happened to me and I've... and. I suppose some things, if you haven't built that framework for yourself, you face those things and you weren't prepared to face those things. And out of it came something you probably didn't want to happen. Uh, but for me, like like losing weight, you know, I didn't have a rigid plan for that. I had a framework. I had a, the, I went into that with the idea that. <clears throat> I want to give an all-out effort. I've never given an all-out effort to being healthy. So I'm just going to give an all-out effort, an unfailing, aggressive, unapologetic effort to be as healthy as I can be. And never in planning for that did I really... I never saw the end. I guess I saw the end insofar as I... I wanted to lose some amount of weight, but I never saw 
me where I am now. I, I mean, if I told myself where I was then, uh, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have believed it, right? And I think because I was so successful in in a very, I mean, it is a difficult fucking thing to do. It like, it really is. It's not impossible, but it is difficult. And it comes with a lot of unexpected twists that you just couldn't have imagined. <clears throat> but because I wasn't so fixated on the end, I was just going at it each day with that principle of like, be aggressive, be as healthy as I can be. Um, I didn't block myself off from trying new things and, and becoming more healthy. And when I stumbled upon new knowledge of how to make this plan and this framework better it just kind of became like a positive it really became a like a a positive feedback loop and then I ended up at the the point where you know I keep finding things and it's getting better and better and better and now I am where I am now I lost a lot more weight than I would have ever anticipated and I'm kind of like a health nut which if you knew me five years ago and you saw how I ate every day, like you wouldn't think I was going to be a health nut. <clears throat> and and I say this not to be like virtue signaling and like, oh, look how great I am. But <clears throat> it, it was kind of a lucky success for me. Like I wasn't this conscious about the way I was thinking about that whole process. <clears throat> and I think one of my something I struggle with and I imagine some people uh, I I do think a lot of people struggle with this is they they see things they want for themselves and they get so fixated on you know in the the fine print and the specific details of what they want for themselves right <clears throat> and then they are so quick to get frustrated because they haven't actually thought about, you know, how do they want to get there? Like what changes are going to make in your daily life to get to this point? You just think about that point and then you stumble over your own feet and you just fall flat in your face and you get nowhere near close to that end goal because you think about it in this. And when I say you, I mean me, like I, I do this all the time. I think about something very specific and and I and I imagine in my head like what would this look like uh, and and thinking of an example like maybe just making money online which there are ways to do it's like yeah I just you know I want to make twenty thousand dollars online which isn't isn't actually all that unreasonable but the way I think about it, and I do this all the time, so again, this this kind of to prove the point that this is something I struggle with quite a bit, and it is a problem, just in, in the way I think about these things is I, 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 I see it, I can feel the money, and then I open my eyes and, you know, I haven't done anything, and then it's like, oh, I want the money, I want the money, I want the money, I want to get to this point, I want to get to this point, why am I not there yet? And I start doing things and it just sputters out because of the way I'm thinking about it. And, and just thinking about it, uh, you know, again, with back to the weight loss thing and this, again, this wasn't like consciously how I was trying to think about it. 
but rather than thinking about, oh, it'd be so great to be skinny and, and, and healthy. It'd be so great to be thin. All these great things would be happening to me. It'd be so great. I, I didn't think about it that way. I thought about it. It's like, I'm just going to be as healthy as I could be. And, and I had goals, of course, like pretty explicit goals, like, oh, I want to lose 50 pounds by this date and blah, blah, blah. But just because of that mindset, I took it one day at a time and successes built upon successes and I ended up doing a lot better than I thought I would. <clears throat> and it is hard to think about things you really want this way because we have these specific things that we want for ourselves. Very so, oh so specific. <clears throat> Very specific. And and that's hard. And, and I... And again, I say this because I see this problem in myself all the time. And something, that's something I especially am wanting to change is just not getting too caught up in the future and just taking it as it is and doing things, you know, really... I mean, this this kind of boils down to this very simple idea, and I think a lot of people hear this and they roll their eyes at it in some sense because a lot of people say this in a... just in a context where they they really mean it in a different way just based on how they live their lives, but it's like you really want to take life. You want to face the present moment. You don't want to get too caught up in the future. You don't want to get too caught up in the past. Like, really, all you can do is just face what is true now, right? And and live for the present moment, so to say. And a lot of people, <clears throat> I think, hear that. It's like, yeah, YOLO, bro. Live now. Just enjoy your life now. And it's not necessarily what that means. That means face difficult things, but just face face what is true now and don't get too caught up in how difficult they might eventually be because getting lost in that thought it just doesn't mean you shouldn't plan for the future but getting lost in that thought it's just a hindrance insofar as you are expelling energy into thinking about things that probably maybe won't even happen things that are unnecessary to think about or at least devote too much energy to and you're taking energy away from what you could be spending on on really the present moment this goes for the best things in life when you when you're doing something and you just have those kind of flow states where you you really lose the sense of of the self almost and you are just doing the thing and there's no time for thoughts you're just you're just one with that thing, and that sounds kind of, again, kind of hippie. I don't intend it to be, but, you know, if you get into really some intense exercise or you're having a great conversation with someone, you know, if you're with someone you love, you just drop all of your problems and you're living there in that moment. And And you can do that for things that aren't necessarily just obviously pleasurable. Like, again, working hard for something. I think this, a lot of the most successful people, I imagine they get just lost in their work. They get lost in the challenge. And they just drop everything else 
in that moment and they just do that thing. So that's what I mean by, you know, just kind of living for the present moment and not getting too caught up in thought. And and again, that is, I mean, that is one of, I think, personally, one of my greatest plights. It's something I, I do think about it quite a bit, and I think it is quite a hindrance for me, and I think it's a hindrance for a lot of people. Um, and there are, there are, you know, a lot of antidotes to this fact. You can you can meditate, you can read a, a book about how to kind of deal with this, and it maybe isn't, the books wouldn't be explicitly... Uh, catered to this issue but take Jordan Peterson's 12 rules for life you know it's that's kind of part of that Jocko Willink again ex-Navy SEAL great podcast you should go listen to it or he's on the Joe Rogan experience you should go listen to that but it's like one of his core tenets is is just be aggressive and and I think that can be misinterpreted. People, it's like, well, yeah, be aggressive and be successful, and you'll be successful quickly. And maybe not necessarily in that simplistic, but I think it can turn out in this way where you are <clears throat> worried about getting to where you want to be too fast. But be aggressive. I think it really means this. It's like how, if you want to be more aggressive just in facing the day, how, how do you do that? How do you be more aggressive? And you can't do, what you do to be more aggressive isn't something you can do with other things because it really is just a, it's an issue of the present moment. Like you just want to be aggressive now. The only way to be more aggressive is to actually just be more aggressive and just focus on, being more aggressive in the present moment and not getting too caught up in how aggressive you could be or you should be. Just be aggressive now. And I think I think generally that is a good thing. That's, that's a way of going about this. Meditation. Uh, that's another way of going about this. And I think the end result of this is largely like clearing your mind and not letting your thoughts have as much influence on you as they otherwise would, but it it goes something like this, like uh, at least mindfulness meditation, which is a kind of meditation, and this is the kind of meditation I'm most familiar with. Um, You are just noticing thoughts. You are noticing the thoughts as they enter your mind and... You just kind of kind of put a box on the thought and you just realize that that thought is coming to your head and just in the act of noticing the thought, you kind of disconnect yourself from the thought. So like if a thought comes into your head and it's like, oh, I'm pissed about X, Y, Z, rather than actually being pissed and actually having that emotion <clears throat> kind of overtake your conscious state, you just notice it and maybe you are pissed for like a few seconds and you can do this in the traditional like sitting down sense but just in your everyday life while facing the present moment um, you can maybe be pissed for like two seconds rather than two minutes or two days or two weeks right just just in noticing 
that you weren't really the conscious arbiter of that thought or emotion. You were the witness of it. <clears throat> that That is another way to face this dilemma. And it is uh, kind of back to this idea of the present moment and just facing the present moment. Even when thinking about you know, who do you want to be and what do you want to do for the future? It's so like, think about the two distinct possibilities. It's, of course, you can write a general plan, but again, I think this is better thought of as a framework because you don't want to get too fixated on, you know, tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And before you know it, you've given up on that goal because you're kind of getting caught up in how difficult it's going to be and all the work you have to do over the next days it's like well what can i do now and and what i'm going to do right now it it need not be a you know a giant leap to where i want to be just small little things and maybe even things again that aren't at all obvious like why you would do them to get to your end goal like writing a journal. That's the example that keeps popping into my mind. Like how is writing a journal, how is that going to get me the life I want 10 years from now? It isn't It isn't clear, right? Um, and, and again, just facing the present moment. And, you know, you do have a plan. It's like I want to go to the gym. I want to go to the gym five days a week. And you can't get too caught up in the next five days. It's like, just go to the gym now. Be at the gym now. Be Have your mental... Have your attention caught up just in the next set or the next minute of running or the next interval or whatever it may be. And just face it now. And, and again, hopefully that doesn't sound too hippie, but... I think that is something important to think about and not to say that you shouldn't make a plan because you should have plans and an idea of what you want to be doing to be productive. And and I guess this, this does also go for expedient things and pleasurable things, which isn't synonymous with bad. It's just you have to understand the balance for yourself. How much is too much? You know, plan pleasurable things into your day. I I try and do that. One of my favorite things is when I come home from school, I, I love just sitting down and eating a bowl of cottage cheese and having an apple. Like, that's one of the... It's weirdly just one of the best parts of my day. And I just listen to a podcast, and it's just like nothing else matters. doesn't matter what someone said to me today it doesn't matter you know that I didn't do as well as I wanted to do on on something just like nothing else matters and it's so it's odd because that is such a mundane like typical thing Uh, but I have rambled on for quite a while now uh, I, I think what I w- have all said is really just fallen within the the view of you know who do you want to be and just some just some thoughts 
in in this realm. Uh, I I hope to do. I'm not hope to do. I I really am going to do more spontaneous stuff like this, and because it is it is really therapeutic almost. It just feels good to talk about these things and get this out there. This is like kind of like journaling for me. Like this, doing this podcast, like how I am now, it serves no immediate purpose. I don't make money on this. I, I've i invested probably about four or $500 into having the stuff I need, you know, having a website that hosts an RSS, RSS feed and having like a nice microphone to do this. It's like, I've like, I've lost a lot of money doing this and it serves no immediate function. But after I do it, and sometimes it's kind of hard to get myself to do it, like I just do it and it feels feels good. Like it genuinely does feel good. So <clears throat> I guess this is my meaningful thing for the day, that I've, I've done at least something meaningful today. And again, I'm going to try and do more stuff like this. Um, uh, if you think that, my more like rigid and kind of planned out episodes are are better and you want to hear more of those please tell me i'm not going to be offended if you prefer this format and this way of going about things like me just getting on here and talking about like a general subject and expanding on different things uh tell me as well like again i won't be offended but i really do love doing this uh, if you if you've listened this far, like wow, like you're incredible because I really have rambled on for quite some time now. Uh, so this has been podcast number eleven. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Please leave a review in the iTunes store if you enjoy. Share it with your friends. Uh, and thanks so much for tuning in. <laughs>